Hello and welcome to another episode of the IT Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Holmes from Arrow, and joining me today, I am pleased to say that uh, it's, it's somebody I've never met before, so the next half hour is going to be really interesting for me as, uh, as I get to know David and uh, the team at Oxygen Associates. So, David... Welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? Oh, I'm very good, Richard. Nice to be here. Oh, brilliant, sir. Brilliant. So, um, we normally, on the IT Insider, yeah, if anybody's a frequent visitor to the website and has listened to uh, some, of, some of our podcasts in the past, you'll know that we focus on, on particular areas such as cloud, analytics, mobility, social, security, etc., etc. But um, we, I'm, I'm really intrigued to say that from from the chat we had before we started this this episode, I don't think we can pigeonhole you in any of those areas, David. So could you could you give us a, a bit of an intro? Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and a little bit about uh, about Oxygen. Um, uh, yeah, how long you guys have been around and, and what it is that's uh, I suppose your 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 magic sauce really. No, no problem, Richard. Really happy to do that. Um, I myself am a dyed-in-the-wool IT person, um, got a degree in the mid-80s, um, so that kind of carbon dates me a little bit. Um, I've worked primarily for some Swiss banks, uh, Microsoft, Hewlett-Packard, and the past 14 years I've had IT consultancy as my main activity. And you're absolutely right, we're not specifically a product business whereby you could pigeonhole us exactly. Yeah. We have been working with a client to see what his problems are and then working with him through to developing a solution. And that's changing. Clients don't have the time to just get from the bottom-up consultancy anymore. Mm. Things are moving in the world of mobile that you already mentioned. Yeah. It's not just the client-server world that we've been enjoying for the past 20-something years. We have all got three, four, five, maybe ten devices each to contend with. I think we've all spent about two minutes putting everything we've got on mute and on silent before we started recording, didn't we? So I absolutely <laughs> agree with that point. Um, so the, the w what I'm seeing is... We all know about security, and I'm sure you've mentioned that everybody's familiar with WannaCry and what's just happened to the NHS. Yep, absolutely. Nobody's escaped that. But in my view, having been doing this for a long while, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, we know viruses can come in through mobile devices. We know it's more difficult, but the hackers are going to find a way of doing that. On the flip side, we know that data and devices we think the IT industry was excited in the late 90s and the dot-com <laughs> times. I think it's even more exciting now um, with the Internet of Things as it's developing. Yes. I absolutely, and I w I've, I'm no genius in forecasting this, it's going to be in everything. It's absolutely coming of age and the mass of data that we're going to have to contend with. The question is, how are you going to use it for competitive advantage? This is a really interesting topic you raise because the Internet of Things is a bit of a pet, pet love of mine. And again, yeah, not not just to be a a, a bit of a nodding horse here and say I, yeah, I agree with you. Customers always right. Um, but it, it's interesting when I when I look at the brief as to yeah, 
what it is that the oxygen do and, and, and really looking at your background which is quite interesting with the time that you spent in places like Microsoft and Fujitsu and working on things like AI and the like yeah gone are the days I think where where a business can can manage itself and take a view of what it looks like and what its performance and its sales health is like by, by just managing a spreadsheet the plethora of information that it can gather from from you know its various IT systems, from you know what its customers are saying about it on social media, to to what actually the company can can tell itself through yeah. you know literally you know adding sensors and connectivity to devices, warehousing, you know transport and logistics, not just the the, the trucks and the delivery vans, but the actual packages and parcels that are being created and thrown across across the world by, by just one organization and then how it interacts with its suppliers never mind its customers so I you said just at the start there when you talk to customers about you know, their, their, their problems I take it they're not just IT problems you're not just zeroing in on the actual IT technology problems they've got but it, it's the impact that, that technology and, and doing business today has in a highly connected world is, is that a fair point? I think it's an extremely fair point. And in terms of how I look at what we're going to do with all the data that's coming in, I mean, you make an excellent point there about how the Internet of Things can and will be used proactively. Mm. So things like, um, you say, touch and feel and building yep. devices in. You, know, you could imagine a world in a few years' time where your smartphone, perhaps you've got touch email, so perhaps a bit like um, lie detectors. So if you react and go slightly warmer, if you're happy with something and a slightly yeah. colder, you could actually stop. There's all kinds of extra, um, what would you call them, sensory feedback a customer. You can certainly imagine companies like Pepsi and Coca-Cola building this kind of thing in. The, the, uh, all they do is an em a, a standard product with a very emotional sell. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine five to ten years' time, maybe sooner, that all happening you know, in an incredibly strong way. So what I see is, put at the very, very top line, you're looking for customer insights, yeah. which drive revenue as a hard-nosed business person, mm -hmm. or organizational insights, which boil down to safety and security and cost reduction. Right. And they're the two areas. So it's, it's driving what happens to your customer to get more of them, and therefore mm -hmm. more, more money through, and then driving your operation to be more modern and more efficient. I also think, I, I use the analogy of when you go on holiday, if you think of all the companies that you interact from when you leave home to yep. interfacing with Google, yep. to the ANPR camera system from the police, yeah. right the way through to your parking with NCP, to what you're going to have is kind of a, a, an Apple handoff thing as you're passing accessorise, in your case, Richard. Oh, lovely. Oh. <laughs> we found the Ted level. Ba Ted Baker. I Ted know. Baker. No, we'll go with accessorise because uh, be the father of two little girls. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I think I, know where I think I know where you're taking this. Yeah. But you, you know, uh, Richard's wearing a very nice uh, shirt, which could be a Ted Baker, actually. But, you know, you can imagine it. Your, your daughters will yeah. be um, looking for a different experience which they're going to have me, yeah. to you. So you're going to have offers put to you. They'll be, you mentioned supply chain. They'll be checking back up the supply chain of said mm. baker. 
to say, right, you know, we've got a tall man, fairly slim. We've got these offers for you. If you buy trousers, shirts, da da da. So Richard, why don't you come in? Automatically, directions through Google will be sent as to where exactly in Gatwick Airport to go. So on and so on and so on. Oh, and by the way, if you go to Cafe Rouge afterwards, you get an extra tw- We've got a table just for you in the corner, and we've got the Financial Times for you, Richard. So you're linking up partner companies. Yeah. In a, you know, a very joined up. And I'm smiling because I've just I've just been on holiday, <laughs> and I'm literally walking through, locking the door to getting in the car, going to the airport, the concierge park, and handing your keys off and walking in, just checking in and going through, going through duty three and security and all and. and I'm again, I'm sat here nodding, and, and it's like, you're hitting exactly the note. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great if I could have got an offer from Starbucks? Wouldn't it have been great if oh, for, my wife forgot a, a pair of headphones, so we had to go in a Dixon's, but wouldn't it have been great to get, you know, you've shopped here before, 10, 10% off, yeah, or something like that. And and I think it's it, it's interesting when when you work in the industry, you think of, you think of a level of these things uh, about well, oh, it'd be nice if we could do that, or oh, we can do that over there, or we can do that in that industry. Why why is that industry yeah. not picking up and using these technologies? But yeah, not everybody works in in the technology sector. Not yeah. everybody will automatically look to well, I've seen that happen there, or you know, I know that there's these vendors that can do this sort of thing. So maybe if I we could bring a bit of that and a bit of that, then we'll do this. I'm assuming, yeah, when I speak to sort of my friends and acquaintances that don't work in IT, you know, it's like I experience that. And is that is it fair to say you know, this is where somebody like Oxygen comes in? It's a case of, right, let's let's understand what your business is like today. Let's see how we can impact it and let's let's show you the art of the possible. Yes, it is. Um, we operate, w- we're not, I would say, vision um, consultants. Mm-hmm. We operate very much at the infrastructure level Yeah. to give you a sort of a hard-nosed IT look at what you've really, really got at the minute. So what your infrastructure actually can support, get it ready to launch for the future. Um, some of what we find in clients is really quite scary. Yeah. Um, again, know the NHS is very topical at the minute and we know that they even had Windows 311 machines Windows 95 and Windows 98 machines still on the network um, and if you're in IT you know what that means but I've worked with clients they've genuinely got bits of software written in things like DL1 and <laughs> v- various like Unisys variants of COBOL yep. that were done in the late 1950s and that it's quite amazing how much of that is still prevalent. It might be in a virtual machine environment on a more modern operating system. But as we move forward, and time, mm. I think time's marching on even quicker in the world of IT. Yeah. Unless you get on top of your infrastructure now and start retiring some of the old stuff, I don't know how you're going to be able to operate in the, you know, the environment that's coming over the next four or five mm. years. So how do you guys gather that sort of information? Do you, do you have a set of tools? Do we, you pr- we practice what we preach. We've got a, a tool set that goes out. If it's got an IP address or it's got a SIM card, we, we absolutely track everything. You find it, basically. Then we do the organisation and the people side manually. Uh, we go through the SAP or Oracle financials, get all the cost information, and we build uh, what we call a datum, an a- absolute version of the truth. 
So, for example, if you were to do Arrow, yep. we'd know exactly what patch your ThinkPads on, we'd know exactly what mobile phone you use and what version it's on, every single bit of software, the last time you ran every executable, and we'd know the works. When your usage of every Office component, everything, we would know every, absolutely everything. And from that, you've got a diagnosis, you can then put a prescription on to say, hey, you're fantastic on these three things, these are the two or three things you, you can really improve. Um, mm. And they've got to be folded into the IT strategy, which is, uh, you alluded to earlier, it's yeah. going to be folded into the online marketing strategy. Yeah. So IT, it, it's becoming so, so fundamental. I think everybody's realised now it's so fundamental to how people do business. Yeah. You know, going back to, I mentioned Coca-Cola. There was an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal a couple of weeks back saying that companies like Coke they've effectively outsourced their own brand to social media. It's no longer what oh. they, what their brand managers, what, you know, their category managers say the product is. Yeah, the actual cons It's consumers. what the customer said it yeah. is. So if, if a customer says your quality is bad, it doesn't matter if you keep saying our quality is great, 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 because you would say that, wouldn't you? People are probably going to take more of a sounding from your customers than Because it's you. more likely to be true. That so all of a sudden, you could, yeah. I, mean, I think this is, a step too far. Yeah. But you could you could argue that the brand managers are being redundant and being replaced by social media managers. It's a fair point. It's a really fair which point. Which is which the, the brand used to be everything for for a global entity. Uh, and if you look, I mean, look at what we're doing today. Yeah, we're we're sat here dis discussing yeah discussing issues and problems. And you know, in the past. Businesses would have would have probably written a, a white paper, would have would have would have published a data sheet, and where we're recording a podcast. The, the yeah. way people consume information is changing. Yeah, it is. Let alone create information. So, I you mentioned Coca Cola a couple of times. Uh, are there any are there any client engagements, any reference cases that you could you could give us a bit of a walk around that you can talk around just to show where where you've done some of the things that we started talking yeah, about? Here? Yeah. Um, a few years ago, we, we did this, provided this service for Marks and Spencer, and that was very well received. And we um, made them a lot more efficient from a cost point of view, but also streamlined an awful lot of their internal processes um, and costs. Um, uh, Deutsche Bank is an, another one, uh, Sony, um, many, many, many others. Um, so we've, we've done 40 or 50 of the Times Top 100. So you've built a very big corpus of the type of engagements and the type of partners in, in, in sounds like quite a quite a wide range of industrial sectors that you've it, it, that you've worked it in. It really infrastructure is infrastructure. Yeah. Um, Doesn't matter if you're in retail it, or it, 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 banking it, it, it's, it's or Cisco public sector. Yeah. It's IBM servers. It's laptops. Yeah. It's a it's a tablet. It's so it's actually quite interesting where you used to get technology companies. Say, for example, uh, Sun Microsystems used mm. to absolutely own the upstream oil and gas yes. uh, market, yeah, yeah, yeah. the seismology. Um, the technology now is all standardized. It, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, there are yeah. no real enclaves. As we know, for the most part, it's Intel chips. Um, mm. So you do get those industry applications on top. Um, but obviously, as you've said all the way through this interview, the big push really is how social media 
and the Internet of Things are all going to join together. Yeah. And the companies that get there first, they're going to have massive, massive competitive advantage. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's it's interesting you alluded to, to security at the start of this podcast. And uh, I have a question there for you. But, be, but before I go there, um, I dare say there's, there's a few listeners that are going, hmm. This type of this type of work that Oxygen do it sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like doing auditing and you know but hang on a minute how does that marry up because you know you're talking about the benefits that you get being in you know re- in reducing costs and and I think you know just to hypothesise that thought a bit further it's I think a lot of businesses are probably probably I would say comfortable with but the resigned to the fact that you know, organisations will come in and they'll do a level of audit on their IT infrastructure and they'll probably be expecting the fact that, you know what, you've probably slipped up somewhere. There's a fair chance, just through the complexity of That's you know true. running multiple vendors and all sorts of different Over licensing. Many countries. Exactly, licensing parameters. Yeah, it's something that has to be done, but ultimately, at the end of the day, when we come away from this, we're going to be faced with a big bill. But it's interesting that you're saying that a lot of the engagements that you have the driving customer costs of running that infrastructure down, not up through a case of, well, I'm afraid you might end up having a bill here, so there's a risk here. You might want to go and spend some more cash. So is that, do you, would you say that's a change in face of, of the type of work and engagement that you guys do? Is it, is it a case of you use that corpus and knowledge and experience that you've built through that vast range of customers to be able to say, well, you know what, this isn't about just a case of doing this type of work to protect you from being under-licensed or or uncompliant. This is about having a real change impact on the business. I think that's a really good point. Um, I I know many IT directors and contract managers, they really, really fear a letter from, I won't name some of the obvious ones, but a, a letter from one of the big software vendors yes. saying, we believe you are under licensed, yep. and unless you pay X amount of money in the next 14 days, mm. we're going to send inspectors in, read the small print, we've got a right to do this. Yeah. And typically people don't have the evidence to say, actually, we're perfectly well licensed, in fact, we're over licensed, and to be able to defend themselves. Mm. And... It's a nasty fact of life in the IT industry. And the ma- va- in my view, the vast number of customers don't have that perception. And they, they need to have it. Yeah. And the tools we have to give them that right down to e- exactly you know, wh- where they're licensed. We worked with one retailer, and he was licensed for uh, office professional yep. on his EPOS. And a, a bill, ke- you know, relicensing bill came in on an enterprise agreement. Yeah. And PowerPoint and Word and Outlook on all the tills. Yeah, I'm going to say for for every, for anybody yeah. who's who's kind of wondering why I'm laughing, EPOS is uh, is basically the tills. It's the tills. Yeah. Take your money. That's it. Yeah, and uh, I know they're getting I know they're getting more complicated, but I've yeah. not seen one you running a spreadsheet yet. So. So. Yeah. But but you know it, it just was blatantly wrong. Um, and that's something we could provide the absolute evidence of yeah. the state of tills that it shouldn't be there, that it didn't form part of the enterprise agreement. And it, you, you absolutely cannot argue with it. Yeah. It's down to you know the, the SDK of the product, what patch level it's on, yep. 
and the software that we use, it can check every, it does check every single executable as to when it was last run. Mm. So obviously on the tools, none of these products were ever run. So, th Crazy. so, so if, yeah. if you ever did go to court, which, yep. no which nobody ever does, your, your defense would be complete. Yeah. So it's, th it's that kind of thing. And I, I think this is the this is the thing I'm picking up from from this conversation, it w and and it's fascinating, by the way. But yeah, getting that level of assurance, building that 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 core set of that core foundation of information of about exactly what you've got to do. It's not about protecting you from the risk of you know a, a bill for compliance check or anything like that. It's about right. It's that first step to planning towards the future. It's exactly that. W when I worked for Hewlett Packard, um, which I, I, I'm a huge fan of Hewlett Packard, it, it's, it, you know, the, the emphasis in HP was always on quality. Yeah. And the big watchword, and I'm sure it still is the case, is if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. The, the sheer excitement of how IT is going to grow over the next 5, 10, 15 years... I, as long as I've been in IT, I still think it's in its infancy. Mm. I really think we're going to see such incredible explosive growth. And it's driven by the two things that you said, Richard, at the start of this conversation, which is the Internet of Things and social media. And I believe they are going to come together. Um, so if we measure it and then we've got yeah. a solid platform to move forward. No, that's great. That's great. I mean, do you find that with... That's great. I do you find with with uh, I just want to be careful about how I phrase this question, but uh, I think it's some people yeah we see we see that term the Internet of Things yeah, used rather glibly and and like mm, it's just another buzzword. But yeah, I, I, I point to something like my phone. And this is where I'm going to come back to this question about security. Yeah. A phone's an IoT device to me. When you look at the amount of sensors that are crammed into something like that, yeah, I, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's a weather station. It's not just a telephone. It can browse F the web. Fingerprints, retina scans. You it's all in there. Already. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. And do you think from yeah, looking at how oxygen are going to develop over the next the next couple of years, do you think with with that coming spread of what effectively is the the infrastructure uh, you know the IT infrastructure of an organization you know we see it now already we see it with you know ever since mobile phones were introduced from a business perspective you know the spread of your network the number of threat vectors you've got just increases exponentially overnight with when we start looking at, at yeah dare I say it yeah smart buildings yeah you start plugging in facilities management um, systems into your IT infrastructure. Do you do you think you know? Do you see a time that Oxygen will, when they're starting to look at like what that infrastructure is, we do you see it almost spreading out into areas like you know the the devices from an, from an IoT perspective, whether it be yeah, literally you know, smart watches and wearables to facility management systems, because 
actually imagine hey, ultimately they're all going to be running on a cloud service or an on-prem version of that. I, is is that something that if where do you think the next couple of years goes from an oxygen perspective as far as you know what what you're looking at getting a grip of? My, well, my, let me answer it in two ways. From a customer's perspective, yeah, one of the old principles um, holds true: complexity breeds complexity, and therefore breeds cost. Yeah. So simplicity, when you if you can simplify it and make it smaller, you can see all the problems, yeah. just like they did in the big cleanup of New York. Once they could see who the wrongdoers were, they could apply proper policing techniques and manage it and clean up. Yeah. So it, and it was by simplifying what's going on. So simplification and visibility. Now, from an IT perspective, that gives the CIO the opportunity to get on top of his costs, but use that as a springboard for what's coming next. Because mm. I believe there's a real springboard. Yeah. Things, in terms of Internet of Things and mobile, it's just, if we think it's crazy now, it's really going to be something. Um, the second thing I was going to say, um, I was over in the States a little while back, and I had a presentation um, by a health provider. Yeah. Now, in the States, for legal and insurance reasons, every single um, implement, scalpel, forceps, or whatever that you're operating on, it ha can only be used once. It has to have a tracking chip in it. Oh, wow, and it's it has tagged. To be, and it has to be destroyed. And from it's an insurance that. point of view, it's got to be, all its life cycle has got to be you know, for cross-infection yeah, and yeah, prions yeah. and things like that. So in terms of you think of the complexity, you're talking millions, if not billions. So every scalpel blade, every surgical instrument that can only be used on, if you want a mole removing or whatever, yeah. once. Now, how do you, what sort of systems? And this leads on to some of the great IBM and, and the Watson stuff of cognitive and AI. Mm. Having a, uh, an operation center full of people doing this, it's not going to be able to cope. No way. Yeah. So you're going to need proper AI, we call it AI. You know, perhaps management dashboards and clever databases. Apply machine learning and algorithms. Why, whether they're full-blown yeah. AI in, in what, you know, the true cognitive sense. Who yeah. But perhaps they're using things like Boltzmann's theorems and simulated annealing and that sort of thing to, to make sense yeah. of how you... Because there are serious legal implications. So, you know, the l sadly, lawyers follow any expansion <laughs> of any industry, don't they? Yeah, yes, I tend to agree with you that we have some in the family, so I, I have to be careful in case they're listening. Apologies, it's all right. <laughs> we suffered our penis. <laughs> no, that's I. That's fascinating, I, and I think that opens up the potential for a whole episode on its own, David. You know, when we talk about AI, and especially considering your background as well. I mean, we're coming, we're coming to the top of the half hour, and 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 yeah, just I suppose just to wrap up, yeah, what. If I if I was to give you two minutes just to say, look, you know, where oxygen can help and yeah, where to maybe look at to you know, if if you think you've if you think you've got issues or you think you know, you you need to to start to you know to get a grip of of your infrastructure or maybe you're you're quite unsure and you know this this half hour's sort of sparked some thoughts, yep. What next steps? What would you suggest, and what you know? What would you say would be a that that next step and that first step towards uh, sort of sitting down with yourselves? Customers are sometimes a bit embarrassed that they might have presented internally, say, an asset management system as the uh, 
the answer to absolutely everything but to the board. Yeah. And maybe it's not as good or it's very, very long in the tooth or not as fully implemented. I'd, I'd say it's a little bit like going to the doctor. Don't be embarrassed. Get a datum. Find out where you are. You know, warts and all, just deal with facts. Don't worry about what's happened in the past. Get a, a factual look at what you've got. And then within a day or two, you will know which areas where you're world class and where you can improve. And that could only be good for the business. There are some obvious point solutions. Um, I'll continue to go on about AI because I'm absolutely convinced that is a, something every client needs to tell you. Oh, we'll AI. definitely have you back if you want to talk about AI, I tell you. And the, the other one are things like point solutions that um, I've received a lot of presentations and, and some detailed training around uh, the Maz 360 IBM product. Yeah. And if you look at the way mobile devices and Internet of Things is going to expand, all customers need a solution that, that does that. They're mm. going to have to have mobile device management. So there are some things that, to my mind, are no-brainers yeah. that clients should really be looking at preparing for the future in the knowledge that the Internet of Things and mobile devices are, are really going to expand exponentially. Yeah. Well, do you know what? That's been fascinating. And it's absolutely flown by is, uh, is the last 30 minutes. So, you know, thank you for coming on. Thanks a lot, Richard. Thank you for being an absolutely fantastic and riveting guest. And as I say, I think, uh, I think we may well have to have you back a second <laughs> time. So delighted. thanks to everybody for listening to uh, this edition of uh, the IT Insider podcast. And uh, we hope you come back for more. And just remember, um, uh, if you like what you hear, um, subscribe to us. Follow us and, uh, yeah, um, we hope to see you soon. Bye now. <laughs>